Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Welcome to the Cosmo Happy Hour. It's everything you would talk about with your best friends, from sex to celebrity to entertainment. From the editors of Cosmopolitan.com, this is the Cosmo Happy Hour with Elisa Benson. Hey guys, welcome to Cosmopolitan.com Happy Hour, the happiest hour of the week. And today we are talking about my favorite topic of all time, which is weddings. I don't know why it's my favorite topic, because I'm basically like, no one has ever tried to marry me ever. <laughs> but um, I'm just really hopeful about it. Um, but what we're talking about today, you know, the average age to get married is higher than ever. 27 is the average age for a woman to get married, which basically means... I'm a spinster, but that's besides the point. Um, and, you know, The Knot does a big wedding survey every year. And this year they said that the average cost of a wedding is over $30,000. That is a shit ton of money. Um, and we all know the reason for that. The reason to blame for all of this craziness is because of Pinterest. Millennial women have sort of grown up in this moment of having, having more wedding inspiration than ever before. So we are at this moment in time where women are waiting longer and longer to get married. They're spending more and more money, and they have more and more access to this idea and these images of what a dream wedding looks like. So I wanted to talk to some millennials about how they actually feel about weddings. So I have roped in three of my lovely Cosmopolitan.com coworkers who are all engaged in planning weddings literally as we speak. I like to imagine <laughs> they're listening to me and also on their phones, like responding to their wedding planners. Um, so I'm here with our health editor, Elizabeth Nairns. Hi. Hi, Elizabeth. When are you getting married? That is a great question. You don't know yet. <laughs> We're working on that. <laughs> You're working on that. All right, we'll come back to you. Um, Tess Komen, our associate news editor at Cosmopolitan.com, who got engaged just a few weeks ago. Yeah. And you're getting married not until next year, right, Tess? Not until the year after that. 2017. 2017. Okay. Wait, do you have a date? Maybe. Oh, my God. <laughs> you have a date? Oh, my God. So, <laughs> There's a reason. There's a whole story behind it. But, but you're way ahead of Elizabeth. You're way yeah. ahead of Elizabeth. <laughs> and Camp Kathleen. Oh, I don't know why I just stuttered on your name. I'm sorry. It's like, a, <laughs> hi, Kathleen. <laughs> We've only worked together for three years. Um, Kathleen Campazin, who is getting married in March of this year. Or wait, uh, sorry, yeah. of next year. Four days after Bieber's birthday. And slash my birthday. Yeah. Yeah. Very exciting. Well planned. So many um, in New Orleans, mm -hmm. which is so exciting. Um, and Kathleen is also a bit of a wedding professional. You have been professionally shooting weddings for how many years now, Kathleen? Eight years. Eight years. So how many weddings would you estimate you've gone to in your life? I have no idea. Is it like... I have, a, I have a huge family, so I've grown up going to weddings. Uh, and between that and my business, it's like hundreds. So literally hundreds of yeah. weddings. Okay. So, and Kathleen, just to make... I don't know if I... Did I say you're the photo editor? Does anyone know if I already said that? <laughs> Kathleen is our photo, our senior photo editor at Cosmopolitan.com. So I just... This blows my mind. So I'm just like bragging about you for a second. You literally work five days a week, if not more than that, full time for Cosmo. And then you just like squeeze in shooting weddings yeah. on the side. <laughs> yeah. Like no big deal. No big deal. Would you say you're also obsessed with weddings, Kathleen? Um, I think so. Yeah. I really do like them. I like yeah. going as a guest, and it's always fun to shoot them. It's a lot of work, but yeah. in the moment, it's really fun. 
I feel like you told me once, and you've been doing this for a million years, as you said, but I feel like you told me once that you still get, like, a little bit of butterflies before you shoot them. Every single wedding. Yeah. Yeah. Because it's, like, you... feeling. Yeah. So cute. <laughs> Actually, like, I think that's a good thing. Like, would you want a wedding photographer that wasn't a little nervous? Yeah. Like, a wedding photographer that's, like, oh, whatever, like, rolling out of bed. Yeah. Not really even thinking about it. There's so many, like, once-in-a-lifetime moments that, like... Quite literally, or once. In it's a just like you ever missed one. The most <laughs> important, <laughs> like the most important right. day. You're the one in charge of capturing that. Yeah, it's a lot of pressure. And Kathleen, I now that you've shot my wedding because I've never had one, but I hope you will someday. I love when you you do a ton of shooting for us around the office, and I always love when you shoot photos because people always look beautiful. Well, thank you. You have a magic <laughs> magic touch. The magic touch, exactly. So, um, very important on your um wedding day. So, you guys, so much to talk about weddings. I feel like we could talk about this all day long. Um, and Narens, you told me earlier that Pinterest has ruined weddings for you. Oh my god, it kills it. First of all, like I love weddings. Um, I have been a bridesmaid a handful of times, and nothing makes me happier. I love going to weddings. I love looking at things before I got engaged. <laughs> I loved looking at Pinterest wedding things, even though it made me a little crazy. Um, I pinned my engagement ring, which is how my fiance found the perfect, perfect ring. Oh my gosh, did you know um, that was going to happen? Did you plant it? No, like a I actually plant? don't even remember when I when I pinned it. Oh. It was probably way, way too early to even be thinking about getting engaged. Um, and I am just like very picky about everything, so it was good that I did pick like pin something, and he got basically the exact same thing, and just like that's Floor, so floored me. That yeah. you got to find your Pinterest board. I mean, I think maybe one wow. of my sisters okay. tip, tip but but I feel like all not even just for weddings, but all men should do that in general. It's like you don't. There's no guesswork in gift giving. Yes, yeah, stalk like your future wife. Exactly. <laughs> and I actually think it's very savvy to pin it before it's the point in your relationship where it's like no, it's awkward, awkward. any time in your relationship <laughs> right. to start planning. But that. that's why you should just like do it on like the second date. So it's like you were <laughs> okay. Anyway, go on. That's okay. hyper hyper crazy. Don't do that. Don't do that. Okay. I mean, I've been. Basically, already pinned all my favorite. Anyway, okay, go on. So you yes. are obsessed with weddings. Yeah, I was and obsessed then... with weddings, and I actually still am. Um, but I found it really difficult to make plans for my wedding, which is why I still don't have a date. Um, I actually thought I wanted a destination wedding in New Orleans, kind of like Kathleen, um, except she's actually going through with it. <laughs> and I, I flew out with my parents and my fiance, and we did a whole weekend of meeting with wedding planners and going to venues and searching and everything. And um, we had a rehearsal in our um, place booked or uh, you know contracts in the making we had a uh, or what is it called reception <laughs> booked um, oh, yeah we had like the whole plan set up we all only needed um, a wedding hotel and we you know left on the flight home and we thought we pretty much like had it booked and we were excited and whatever and then I got home and I went back to my Pinterest board and I was like oh my god this is nothing that I want mm -hmm. um, because I kind of envisioned like something maybe gardeny like a little rustic chic and then the reception place that we had kind of settled on um, as the best of all options felt very wedding hall and kind of classic wedding which is exactly what I didn't want Sure. Um, and I kind of like freaked out about the whole thing and it's funny because I have not had one second like literally since I started dating my fiance where I've doubted him and the relationship is there and everyone says that that's kind of like the hardest thing to pick sure. <laughs> the husband <laughs> um, but for some reason the whole planning um, of my wedding has just been so difficult just to make decisions and so forth second guessing yourself so and you I blame Pinterest 
<laughs> sorry, you blame Prince Prince. And you literally canceled everything in New Orleans, right? Like, that's not on the table anymore. Yeah, I mean, I kind of just let the contracts expire and I'm silently, like, <laughs> right. slivered out. It was a fun vacation, but it just wasn't it wasn't feeling like me. And it's hard to kind of figure out what feels like you. Um, even if you think you have your ideal wedding in mind, I think it's it's hard. I mean, I've never been married before. I don't, sure. I don't know. Well, I haven't I been think, to that many weddings. <laughs> yeah, I always actually think it's interesting to ask brides like after their wedding and I don't mean like the day after but sort of like a few months after like oh is there anything you would have done differently because I feel like after you plan a wedding everybody has an idea of how they would do it completely differently yeah that's actually my worst year to have my wedding and then go to like a friend's wedding or something like that six months later and be like okay that was my dream wedding (laughs) right (laughs) and I totally blew it and it's not I mean the stakes aren't low I mean in the scheme of things you know you have a happy life and happy marriage and you look back on your wedding day and it was great and whatever um and it's not that important, but it is a lot of money and it is a lot of time. Sure. And it's people, I mean, in my case, it's people flying in from all over the world. And, you know, you want to make it you. Right. And I think that's, I think there's something that's so real about that is saying like, oh, I've always been pinning these, you know, like whimsical fairy garden weddings. And then like all of a sudden, like that moment of like, but is this really me? Or do I want this kind of wedding? Or like, you know, how do you even really know? And I always think about, you know, that movie Runaway Bride? Of course, you know that movie. (laughs) But you know, it's the whole thing of like, she doesn't even know how she likes her eggs. But it's like, who does know that? (laughs) Like, what is knowing yourself, really? Um, And it's not just knowing yourself. It's because I know my tastes, but sure. it's discovering your taste as a couple, I think. Because my like fairy tale wedding that I might have thought about when I was ten is not the fairy tale wedding I see with my fiance because it's not my wedding; it's our wedding. But like, do men really get an opinion? Mm-hmm. I mean, I had a nightmare that my mom just planned the whole thing, which is like a silent <laughs> blessing. Um, but she did all the flowers in pink, and my fiance David really just hates pink, so. I don't want to make him un- un- uncomfortable. I mean, the real wedding should be a reflection of us both as a couple and our taste as a couple. So sure, I sure. think now more than ever, it's not really the girl's fairy tale thing. It's like a joint thing. I think a lot of grooms are involved. Are, is that true for you guys, Tess and Kathleen? Are your men stepping up to the plate? No. We just like, <laughs> <laughs> like, I recognize what is important to him, and that's food and music and alcohol. So he can have the food and music and alcohol. But otherwise, he said something the other day about, like, purple tuxedos, like, as a joke. And I was like, absolutely not cutting it off right now. <laughs> You're like, so he can have lane. his things. Yeah. And I will have all of mine. Well, everyone's um, entitled to have the things that are important to them. Exactly. That's what I figured was we compromise with that. And that those aren't insignificant things, the food and the music and um, the booze. So I figured, right. you know, that's a totally fair compromise. Yeah, when my um, little, I have two sisters and they're both married. <laughs> but when my little sister got married, we found these beautiful bridesmaids dresses at TJ Maxx, actually, which is my favorite place to shop. But um, they were so pretty and um, they were navy and they like magically had them in everyone's size and they weren't even intended to be bridesmaids dresses, but we were like, oh my god, like whatever, whatever. And my sister loved them. And then like the next day, she was like, oh, but JJ, her husband, but JJ hates Navy. And I was like, first of all, who hates Navy? Yeah. <laughs> like, I've never heard of such a thing. And second of all, like, it's like, why are we factoring JJ's opinion into one dress always? It is. Yeah. Who hates Navy? Yeah. yeah. It's crazy. Um, and Kathleen, you basically said no. You're Hillary <laughs> Clinton style. No. No comment. <laughs> no, he like doesn't really care too much 
I also don't really care too much, so I wish that he cared more so that our lever level of caring was, like, <laughs> enough to get by. Right. And, like, I feel like you're a low-key person, so maybe this is just because you're sort of laid back, but I would also think the fact that you have been to so many weddings is almost overwhelming. Yeah. It. Everyone keeps saying, like, oh, you shoot weddings all the time. You must know exactly what you want, but it's the exact opposite. Right. I've seen so many things that I'm like, what is even left? <laughs> like, <laughs> what could I possibly there's do that's nothing. unique? There's nothing. <laughs> and so one thing I wanted to ask you about, Kathleen, is, again, we're sort of talking about 2015 being this moment in time where people are getting married later than ever, spending more money than ever, having more access to sort of, like, wedding industry overload than ever. Do you feel like in the eight years that you've been shooting weddings, have you sort of seen a sense of, like, evolution? Like, do you feel like the weddings that you were photographing several years ago are different than the kind of ceremonies that you're going to now? I think a lot of things are different, but obviously, especially photography. Like, people just care so much about, like, the social media interest of their wedding. Right. So, I mean, eight years ago, a lot of, like, (laughs) there was, like, there still is film photographers, too, but I just feel like eight years ago... Yeah, right. (laughs) Eight years ago, like, the photography was different. So people are really, like very obsessed with portraits and like Mm. want like two hour portrait sessions in the middle of their wedding like that's so important for people interesting and you have told me that you have a strong feeling about telling your guests no photography or that Um, you think brides my for for my wedding yes i'm going to have no photography during the ceremony um i would never tell a couple what to do during theirs but i i do love and all photographers love when you go to a ceremony and there's a sign that says like let the professional handle it and you guys just like be in the moment right which is I think really smart because it does interfere and it also just like just be in the moment watch the couple exist and enjoy it what are you really gonna do with your like crappy cell phone photo photo from like the 18th row (laughs) right and then what that happens what that means for you is the professional who's paid to do this is that you have like grandpa the back of his head right like, sticking out in the aisle yeah yeah but i say all this and like of course i chronically like snap photos <laughs> i do too i take yeah. pictures too but i always am mindful to literally not stand in the aisle because people really do do that oh right yeah. oh my gosh people have no chill yeah mm-hmm. yeah and you told me you were at a wedding you shot a wedding this weekend where you got hit uh yes <laughs> i did i got in the way um during a shot and they kind of like pushed my back and were angry and i was like this is hello i'm paid to be here so yeah (laughs) you're like i'm the person that's taking the photos that will be framed on like the wall people don't get that and i always like invite family you know i see them like kind of standing away from me so i tell them like come up next to me like get the shot with me mine will be better but (laughs) (laughs) but you're invited to come but yeah but also actually i've never really thought about this but imagine standing up at the altar and looking out and wanting to see all your family and friends and instead of seeing all your family and friends see their phones and ipads that's kind of horrifying and like the opposite one of of my friends went to a wedding this weekend and they messaged me and were saying like what's your deal like and take with guests taking pictures and I really do like totally don't mind but it's just yeah you look out in the in even in pictures that I'm taking like of the crowd like of the the friends and family it's just like a sea of iPads like right. full iPads and right. phones oh, wait people bring their iPads totally. <laughs> yeah totally well, yeah old people take photos on iPads yeah my mom and dad are all about <laughs> iPad like photos yeah. <laughs> it's like weddings in Disney World um, <laughs> land of the iPads but no um, and I am a social media editor by trade and when that's my day job when I'm not hosting cosmopolitan.com happy hour podcast but um you know, I'm a person who's obsessed with social media and I sort of am a defender of the idea that I think 
social media is part of how people experience things that are happening in their lives these days. But even still, like, I totally understand, you know, I totally understand. Like, I always like to say about social media, I kind of feel like it's like taking notes in class. Like, you're listening to the professor, and part of how you understand that is by writing things down, even if you don't necessarily go back and look at your notes later. I weirdly feel like cell phones have become that way for people. Like, you experience a wedding by sort of snapping pictures as it's happening. So I'm sort of a defender of it, but at the same time, like, I feel like even though I stand up for it, when I get married, hopefully very soon, I feel like I'll be like, no cell phones. Like, I don't want your disgusting cell phone cover, like, (laughs) effing up my professional photos that Kathleen is taking of me. I also noticed that a lot of brides will change their settings on Facebook so that they can't be tagged in photos during their wedding because they want to share oh, the photo first. Oh, interesting. Oh, yeah, you don't want someone taking away all your likes. Yeah. Definitely. Right. <laughs> you want to introduce it. Right. But I also, I had a friend that had asked people, I don't think it was like they went to the extent of like printing things on a program, but she'd basically ask, can you please not share photos on social media? And, you know, I think her feeling was just, like, I spent a lot of money and worked really hard to have my day, like, look and feel a certain way, and I don't want your piece of crap, like, iPhone 4 disgusting (laughs) photo with, like, a filter. You know what I mean? But it's a good point. Like, you don't want everyone you went to high school with being like, oh, that was her wedding. Because, like, I do that. When you see, like, bad photos on Facebook, you're like, oh... I also feel like the hashtag itself is another added level of pressure. Yes. Like, for me, like, Pinterest hasn't been so much of a source of pressure, but, like, it's also news to me, so I'm, like, looking through all the photos. But, like, the hashtag was, like, very important, and I had this, like, insane... Like, I couldn't rest until we had it, even though I'm getting married in basically two years. <laughs> it was, like, such a thing. And then, like, I even posted an Instagram, like, claiming my hashtag, and I think that's sick. I don't think anyone else I know has done that. What is your hashtag? It's... Okay, but there's a story behind it. There's <laughs> a story. Okay, so... Like, Mike and Tess had been taken or whatever. Not that I wanted to do that anyway. And that's so boring. And also his middle name is Todd. So we thought Tess and Todd was cute. But then the old people wouldn't understand, like, who is Todd? Like, who is she marrying? Um, Then we wanted to do something with, like, Union because we went to Union College and, like, we're getting married. And so we thought that would be funny. But then other people wouldn't get that. So not that people are going to understand this, but um, he's a doctor. So it's hashtag a bad case of loving you from that really old song. It's so uh, That it's really cute. old song. Love it. You're like, that song we did like the whole thing. That's really sweet. But like, I don't know. I just, I felt like, you know, the hashtag encapsulates who you are as a couple. And like one of like his really good friends who I'm also good friends with got married earlier this summer and this, their hashtag was like perfect. And I was like, how can we top it? But it was like a variation on their names or what their names were going to be. And um, that to me was like insanely stressful. It was like I have to nail down the hashtag before all else. Well, well you ha- have to marry someone who has like alliteration with your name, right? Right. <laughs> like if their I'm name forced the alliteration, it didn't happen. Right. Like if their name isn't <laughs> suited, um, if their name isn't suited for like a wedding hashtag, just don't marry them. Done. Exactly. I think that's the moral of the story. <laughs> We're done. Goodbye. People, I don't think it's too early, though. People use their hashtags for, like, their bachelorette party, the bridal shower, and, like, engagement photos. Right. I'm going to have an engagement party over Thanksgiving, yeah. and I'm going to ask the people use it. Yeah. Like, that Gotta I don't care so much that it's dumpy, because if the dumpy photos are, like, at the bottom of the right. tag right. by the time you get up, it's like, okay. <laughs> oh, wait. I didn't even think of that. I already had my engagement party, and I did not have a hashtag. Oh, oh my God. At least that, is that bad? You gotta go back <laughs> and edit. Go back and edit. Yeah, you can. You can add, <laughs> add it. I actually do recommend that, because, you know, I think it's so weird, even though we all assume that people are social media, media-ing all the time and always on their phones, like, 
weirdly, I feel like a lot of weddings, you click on the hashtag and there's like eight pictures. Mm. You know what I mean? And like I've heard from so many brides, like they love looking at the hashtag the day after. They love going through it. I do think it's kind of a fun experience for people who are there to see, for the wedding guests to see like what other moments people are capturing. But a wedding is also very, very busy. And so you're not necessarily posting an Instagram every five minutes, even though you think you would do that in your head. So I think having one for your entire, my professional social media recommendation, <laughs> you know, I think really use it your entire sort of like wedding season. Oh my God, guys, I blew it. You no. blew it. It's not too late. I don't have, have a date or a hashtag. No. <laughs> but I also think like, um, you know, I had an experience, I feel like I said, I feel like I'm starting, this is like sounding really dramatic and all I was going to say is like one time I couldn't bag up my phone and I like lost a bunch of photos on it. But the point is it made me really appreciate everything that I had captured on social media and like all of us nowadays are like more likely to like do the thing where you go through your own Instagram feed for like 20 yep. minutes, 30 minutes. But like, and you do that for your camera roll as well. But like, I think there's something really nice about sort of like archiving all of those things as they're happening. That's true. But um, guys, do I sound sick? <laughs> I feel, oh, I feel like, I don't know. I feel like my voice is like, I have like maybe, what am I talking about? I you have know. a bad case. It does this hashtag IRL. Um, Kathleen, you were also telling me a story this weekend, and then I have a story kind of related to this, but you were telling me a story this weekend about the bride having sort of a snafu with her underwear. Yeah. <laughs> There's usually an issue with like, the bra like showing and has to be pinned or you know hidden in some way pretty much always unless they're not wearing one which is often but yeah but like that's real that happens to me every day yeah yeah (laughs) so she she had like underwear on that also had like part like spanks in it and it she had a beautiful backless dress and it looked amazing but the underwear was like riding up like peeking up yeah is that your job as a photographer to just tuck that (laughs) Mm, I mean yes but I feel like your job is all the jobs so Yes, yeah, yeah, we do like everything. Yeah. But um yeah, it was it was showing a little bit. So I she had like a backup pair, but she didn't like them as much. So um me and the two maids of honors who were her sisters were just like, All right, agree to keep an eye on this all day. <laughs> and no one will know. <laughs> So it's a little tricky. Um, so she ended up wearing it, but just sort of like you it guys ended up would. Being fine. It was yeah. fine. Yeah, yeah. But we were nervous because within like five minutes of her putting it on, it was an issue. So yeah, it was good. When my friend got married, this has nothing to do with underwear. But when my friend got married, um, you know, wedding flowers. Everyone who's ever planned a wedding knows that they're secretly so expensive. She pulled out her like florist delivered her bridal bouquet, and she sort of like pulled it out of like the bag or whatever it came in, and like all the pollen just blew right oh, onto no. her dress, wow. like five seconds before she was supposed to walk down the aisle. Yeah, what did they do? I mean, nothing. They sort of, like, swatted it off of her. It's, like, sticky. There's, like, residue. Yeah. I don't think it was super noticeable, but I was like, that is so crazy. Like, you think a florist would sort of, like, that would almost be, like, florist 101 is that you would be, like... (laughs) De-pollen? Yeah, exactly. Or sort of, like, de-pollen. just don't permit pollen. Or, like, pollen, um... I don't know, like shedding flowers. So fresh, right, 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 right. So fresh, but it's like don't stand like downwind of it. I don't know. But- Welcome to Play It, a new podcast network featuring radio and TV personalities talking business, sports, tech, entertainment, and more. Play it at play it. Um, actually, I want this has nothing to do with weddings, really, except I'm going to bring it back. But I wanted to talk a little bit about something um, crazy that happened this weekend 
which is this underwear that we got delivered from the office. Um, do you guys know Mack Weldon? MackWeldon.com. It's an underwear company. Yeah. yeah. You guys familiar with this? Sort of heard of it. So they sent a bunch of underwear to the office this week. And I love that this is, like, what happens at Cosmo, that anything that's, like, remotely having to do with, like, hooking up, people, like, send to us. <laughs> like, try this underwear. No, no, no. So um, it's, like, men's underwear. And basically it's... Mac Weldon underwear. It's very sort of stylish looking, very like premium fabrics. Like it kind of feels good when you touch it, like that like cool jersey material. But what I'm obsessed with about it is they basically say that it's like pre- to prevent like swamp ass. Like the point of this <laughs> underwear is to like not have like disgusting men smell like disgusting men. So they're all like, you know, we like love this. It's so cosmopolitan. So they're like, you know, try it out. Give it to some of your guy friends. Like give it to your like whoever, like whatever your situation is. And of course I was like, well, I'm not married. But because like that's all I could talk about. But um, anyway, so we had a hu- we had a bunch of guys who were testing this out for us over the weekend and I literally got a text from my guy friend that I was like you should try this and they're like excited I got a text from my guy friend this weekend that's literally like it's like a hug for your penis wow (laughs) that is graphic that is a ringing endorsement wow but I think this is actually so genius is this idea to really and you know I was thinking about this and you know Kathleen your story about this bride with the low back underwear you know there's so many products for women that are sort of designed to think about how women need to wear underwear and like the shapewear the like braless like na 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 and there doesn't really seem like for men it's sort of like most men are wearing the same like under that their moms bought them in like sixth grade. I see like some knowing moms. (laughs) So I love that they're sort of attacking this problem men have, which is like, you know, guys like go to the gym wearing the same pair of underwear that then they like sleep in that night in bed and it like smells like ball sweat or whatever it is. So um, anyway, this underwear is so great. We talked to the guys at Mac Weldon. They were, like, thrilled. I told them the, like, hugging a penis thing, and they thought it was hilarious. <laughs> I feel like all the guys that work there are, like, stylish bros is, like, the impression I have of this company. But they wanted to tell me – they wanted me to tell you guys out there in Cosmo land that if you go to MacWeldon.com and use promo code COSMO, you can get 20% off your order. So do it. Try it. Buy it for your groom on his wedding day. And um, that they also have a money-back guarantee. So they're so confident that you will love the way this underwear, like, hugs your penis. That you will want it forever. And if you don't like it and you're not happy, they, were, they will literally refund your money. So um, that is Mac Weldon. Are you guys going to try it? Will you guys give it to your lovers? Yeah. It'd be a good, like, day of groomsman gift. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. For your sweaty balls. <laughs> and your friend's sweaty balls. <laughs> but I actually, right, for your friend's sweaty balls. But um, I actually love this, and I feel like it's such a, like, Cosmo mission is, like, you know, this idea, like, real men don't wear undies. Real men wear underwear. Like, let's sort of change the narrative of, like, your disgusting boxers from middle school being what you should wear on your wedding day. Because that is not what us ladies are doing. So the next thing I wanted to talk to you guys about, and I feel like there are a bunch of stories about this in the past year, but sort of the rise of the chill bride. And, you know, for a long time, there was this narrative of the bridezilla and, you know, like the crazy bride that's telling her, you know, bridesmaids, you have to lose 10 pounds. You have to spray tan. You have to no, 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 no. Um, And I feel like the thing that has been the natural reaction to that is sort of this idea of, like, the bride chilla, as they say, and, like, the Mm -hmm. super chill Mm -hmm. ride, which, of course, like, I've heard people talk about how this can be a little problematic in its own way. You know, the bride that's sort of like, oh, like, wear whatever you want, but it's like, do they really mean wear whatever (laughs) you want? I don't know. Do you guys, where would you guys say, as people planning your weddings, 
Elizabeth, where would you say you fall on the scale of like Bridezilla, Bridechilla? Um, I mean, I think I do not want to be a Bridezilla. I think just because I'm so picky about the place. I'm hoping after I get the place out of the way and just nail that down, I'm going to be really chill. Um, because, I mean... But, like, probably sk- not. <laughs> I mean, really, maybe I'm really picky. Oh, <laughs> um, God, I don't know. I want to be a Bridechilla. Yeah. I aspire to be. You aspire Those are my Pinterest goals. Right. Those <laughs> you are just pin goals. that. <laughs> um, Tess, what about you? You have a long time to be either a bride right. or a bridezilla. And I've been told that I should get as much done as possible now so that I can be, like, as hashtag bridezilla as possible for the next, like, however many months. Right. Um, and in theory, I love that, and I love that word. Um, I don't feel at all – it's not that I think I'm going to be a bridezilla and don't feel bad about it already. It's just that, like, I don't know. I kind of buy into the notion that, like, it's my day and I'm – you're a princess. Re- I'm a princess, and yeah. I'm going to reciprocate for all of my best friends. And not that I'm going to, like, destroy my best friends in the process of planning my wedding, but, like, I don't know. You want it the way you want it. Yeah. Yeah. I don't think there's anything wrong with that. I think I can be respectful and patient. Yeah. Like, is that, is that Bridezilla? Is that Bridezilla? Because I, well, just, like, wanting what you want? I think... I don't That's know. That's not wrong. Maybe no, you know what you want. I think it's just like you're in between. Like you, you're you know what you want. And right. you're gonna be nice about <clears> it. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna be shy about. You're not gonna make I your want. friends cry. I just I'm not gonna make my friends cry. Intentionally. I don't think that's bad. <laughs> honestly, no, but maybe we should just get rid of the term bridezilla. Because yeah, yeah, honestly, agreed. it's mean. It's like, you're t- what, what does it mean that a bride can't have what they want and can't, like, be yeah. basically have their wishes be respected on their wedding day? Like, every bride deserves that. Every right. woman deserves that. And in life I, and at your wedding and every day. I think there are plenty of women who are more vocal about it or impatient or, like, I don't know. I just like to think that I won't panic and have, like, episodes, um, which I think is what a bridezilla is, maybe. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, I think we can all say the definition of bridezilla is telling your bridesmaids to lose 10 pounds. Oh, my God. Said, like, no. Right. <laughs> yeah. That's the line. We've just we've just right. drawn it. That We're not line. crossing anything it. Anything else. Yeah. Anything We're else all okay. Just anything awful. else is really fine. I also think the whole idea of a bridezilla, like you said, Tess, that sort of freak out, you cannot not have a freak out. Of Everyone has not. a meltdown moment. It's stressful. Yeah. It's so stressful. It's a huge occasion. Like, when else in your life? You know, Elizabeth, you said this earlier, like, nowadays, everyone lives in different places. You literally have people coming in from all over the country, maybe even all over the world, for this day that you're in charge of planning every detail. Like, how can you... I actually am having a planning attack. Just thinking, <laughs> attack. A panic attack. Just thinking about that. No, you got it right the first time. Right, planning attack. I don't know if I've mentioned this, but I'm not planning a wedding. <laughs> I'm still... I don't know if that one said. Yeah, or have I mentioned that I want to? Um, and Kathleen, you've already sort of established that you wish you cared more about your wedding. I yeah. I I mean, I I know that I don't care enough because my sister, like, I told all my bridesmaids, I was like, you can wear any of these six colors, and I feel like that's too many options. That's like you guys six pick your dresses. Six colors is a lot. Are there I, more than six colors? I'm picking like I was like, wear tan, wear blue, wear pink, like wear all these colors: gold, silver. Um, That's literally all. The yeah, and everyone's like, "All right." And I was like, "The only thing I would like is if the dress was long." And I did the same thing for like I have two flower girls and two, uh, three ring bears, all my nieces and nephews. And I also said, "I was like, just like get them a nice thing to wear." Like I don't care so much. Yeah. But now my sister is like. She's like, all right, I picked out three flower girl dresses. Which one of these do you like? And I found these dresses. Which ones do you like? And she's like setting some. 
uh, lines for me because I think that she like needs a little bit more input. Yeah, but that's actually a great idea for her to sort of bring the options to you so that you know ultimately, or she knows ultimately, that you are signing off on something that you really are happy with. And it yeah. does give you an option if you're like, oh, actually, when I said anything in these colors, as long as it's long, I didn't mean this like heinous thing yeah. or whatever. That's going to be me. Yeah. <laughs> no, I'm getting a lot of girls like within the bridal party just being like, is this okay? And I was like, yeah. Like, I really don't like right. whatever you feel comfortable in, I don't mind at all. Right. My mom is also concerned that all the bridesmaids are going to look nice, like fancier than I am. And I was like, but I don't care. Right. Like, I don't care if they look better than me. Everyone knows who I am. Right. And plus, I think it's really actually impossible to upstage the bride. Like, everyone knows it's your day. No mm. one really cares about the yeah. bridesmaids. I don't know. I did have a friend, though, where she told her um, maid of honor, who was like a relative, like essentially, like, wear whatever you want. Like, so chill, so chill. And then her. Um, family member sat through the dress she was going to wear and she was just like, no. She was like, I know this is my fault because I said wear whatever you want, but like apparently she was having a fall wedding and she felt like this relative had picked out something that was very like spring-like in colors and she was like, you know, I didn't even realize it until I saw it. That it was, like, <laughs> I didn't so- realize how bad your taste was. <laughs> right. I didn't realize that you had terrible taste. But, you know, I think it, you know, I think she had assumed in her mind like, oh, anything, but like what she meant in her mind is anything that would fit with this fall wedding that I've already like planned the whole theme for. And so I think it is hard, you know, sometimes you do need to give people parameters and like your own mental parameters aren't necessarily the same way that other people would think about it. Mm. So, I don't know. I think it's tricky. Um, I want to say something controversial (laughs) which, and you guys can disagree with me because you're in the planning process. So, really, I should be the one that doesn't have an opinion about this and you guys should have opinions. But instead, I just want to come out and say, I think it is rude. I'm a person in my 30s. I think it is rude at this point in time to not to invite someone without a plus one to a wedding. I think it's rude. Agreed. And I know not everybody agrees with that. I know you were, like, paying per headcount for people. But I just... I don't know. Especially, it was different when I was in my 20s and it was like, my college friends would get married or whatever and there would be like a group of seven of us that were going and maybe two people were in a relationship but the rest of us weren't. But like now at this point in time where I go to weddings, it's literally like all couples and then me. I just think it's so nice to give people the option, especially when they're traveling. And I know not everyone agrees with that, but that's just how I feel. I agree more or less. So, if... Originally, when I was making my list, I gave everyone a plus one because I totally actually think that everyone should have a plus one. Right. However, that ended up being so many people. Like, Like my venue actually couldn't hit hit that many people. So I'm giving people plus ones, obviously, if they're, like, 30s and or they're traveling alone. But there are a couple people, like, we have a lot of high school friends still. Right. So it's a big group of people coming down. If they aren't seeing anybody they still will know a lot of people. And I know that, you know, that's just how it ended up being. If you're in my bridal party, you're getting a plus one. If you're, you know, 30s and traveling, you're coming with a plus one. But there is a couple group of people, a couple guys that um, I'm just not going to You're just like, no. Yeah, because they know so many people already. It's so expensive. Yeah. And I do get that. I mean, you literally pay for, you know, per head. So it's like, why do you want to pay for this, like, dumpster person you've never met? Like, this isn't their special day. Yeah, it's a lot of money to fill your special day with strangers because that's what it ends up being often. Yeah. It just seems like at a lot of the weddings that, and I totally agree with you guys, and I hear your point of view. And also, again, like, probably I'll totally change my tune when I have to, like, pay for this myself in my own wedding. But, like, I feel like a lot of the weddings I go to nowadays it's like three people there who would have like 
hat. You know what I mean? It's just like in your 30s, it's like most people are coupled up. The average age to get married is 27. So if you're like old as time, like I am, (laughs) you know, so I don't know. I just like it's so it's so complicated. And like I get that there are a million factors and it isn't the same for everybody's situation. But like. I don't know. Like, I'm sometimes, like, for my friends that didn't invite me with, like, plus ones to their weddings back in the day, I'm like, well, I'm not going to invite your husband. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Which, like, of course would be insane, and I would never do that. And I don't even care. And I think people should be able to be there with their, like, person. But um, That's actually a really interesting point. Like, you wouldn't think twice about inviting someone's spouse or even for many people, the person that they're engaged to or their living boyfriends or wherever you want to, you know, draw the line and make your rule. Um, But, I mean, I guess it's the same thing I said about inviting your, like, filling your wedding with strangers um, with these plus ones. If you're not friends or don't even know someone's spouse, like, let's say a work friend or something, then, like, who is that person? Why do they deserve a seat over someone else who is seeing someone or like would just be particularly awkward or lonely like it's just weird yes. to make those rules well well said oh go ahead Tess. oh no i um, i actually just went to a wedding that i was unsure whether or not i was going to be invited to because i wasn't on the save the date and then like was on the invitation so there was like a decision made but um and i'm like not gonna name any names but um in the aftermath of it the couple had decided that they weren't giving plus ones to anyone who wasn't getting married or married and so by that point when the invitation went out I wasn't engaged it'd been with Michael for more than five years right. and got the save date and was like they were like this girl's gonna last <laughs> it was really offensive and there were they other they didn't invite Michael no they did invite Michael oh. they did end up inviting me but there are other people in his groups of friends in his group of friends who had been with their girlfriend for eight years she wasn't invited because they weren't living together yet um, another who had been with his girlfriend for five years and, like, is imminently proposing. That's happening any second. She wasn't invited. Um, and it all kind of happened, like, after the Save the Dates went out. And so, like, a bunch of his friends went to the bachelor party, like, not knowing that, like, their significant other wasn't going to be invited. Um, and they didn't come to the wedding and are, like, really pissed about it, like, done with him. Yeah. Yeah. Um, that and is so I think super it's, awkward when it's, it's like super people aren't awkward. really like clear on the situation. Super awkward. And so at first, like Michael went to the bachelor party and actually the groom got drunk and like said, which is how we even found this out in the first place. Oh my gosh. He said to one question. of the people who like ended up like not having his girlfriend invited, like, oh, you know, like you made the list, but like she didn't because like you guys aren't living together yet. Like eight years they've been together. Oh my gosh. And they were like, well, Fuck you. Right. <laughs> That's so rude. Um, proceeded to enjoy the rest of the bachelor party because they're like, we're here. Right. And now it's kind of uncomfortable. Right. Also, That's it was so a black awkward. tie wedding, which like, oh, mm. whatever. Yeah, well, I mean, I guess if, if, if it's like a low budget wedding, you can't count someone else's change or really mm-hmm. resent them for not being able to afford it. Sure. But to actually like have to have like an elaborate, elaborate affair. It was not at all low and, budget. Yeah. Yeah. And then to like realize that you're inviting people that are going to be uncomfortable without their significant others and I don't know if that's the nicest way to right. celebrate but and again like, it's up to you I guess. Yeah it, I mean that is the bottom line like I can have all the strong opinions strong uninformed opinions in the world that I want to about this but like it is of course up to the couple. I also think it's really hard to judge from the outside like the financial situation like the budget even a wedding that seems really fancy like you just never really know who is of paying course, for what yeah. and like how that all came down but it's just, like, at the end of the day, like, everyone will talk about you. <laughs> <laughs> That's 
so true. Like, do you want to be the couple that people are like rolling their eyes about having to come to your wedding? I mean, I don't know. Um, we're about out of time, but I feel like we have to. I, I feel like we have to end this by also saying, like, okay, like, let's go around the table, and I feel like everyone should say one wedding horror story and one one thing that brings you joy about weddings. Like one that's personally happened to us or just how we... Oh, either. I just like think wedding horror stories are really fun to talk about, but oh. also I don't want to end this on a note of, like, womp, womp. <laughs> All right, I have, I have a wedding horror story. Um, so this was actually my sister's wedding, and she had a beautiful wedding, and it was her dream day, and it was it was just a really wonderful. Everyone had a great time, um, but her dress had some issues, and it was a beautiful dress. She looked amazing. You would have never known. Um, but she had a train, and she had a bustle, which is when you kind of like pin, or it's not a pin, but it's like you button the back of the train sure. up so you don't trip on it while you're dancing. And unfortunately, the buttonholes were too big for the buttons, and it kept falling out. So she was kind of, like, tripping all over herself while she danced. So I was like, I need to fix this. I'm the maid of honor. So I got some safety pins and tried to pin it together, and that didn't work. Um, so I was like, I'm not going to let her trip all over herself or not be able to dance at her own wedding. Like, this is my duty. So I went to the kitchen. I got a pair of scissors, and I had to cut the train off the dress. Oh, man. Oh, my God. I was like, Mom, is this okay with, like, scissors in my hand? My I like imagining like, you not asking her. And you're just like, this <laughs> well, is actually, my best friend was my best friend was at the wedding, and um, she took a picture. Speaking of having phones at weddings, she right. took a picture of me. Hallie, my sister, was holding a glass of champagne, talking to some of her guests, and I'm crouched down behind her with the scissors. Oh, <laughs> it oh looks like I didn't ask That's her, but she so was totally. I know, I know, but she was totally amazing. fine, and honestly, I think it made her day better because yeah. she was able to not That's be uncomfortable. Awesome. You don't want to dress just once. You really so do. just have fun in it. Exactly. So that is, that's my wedding horror story. Oh my gosh. But it all worked out. Um, as weddings do. As weddings do. <laughs> Tess, do you have any wedding horror stories? Oh, I think that one I just told is pretty bad. Yeah, that is pretty bad. I haven't like been to too many yet. I'm still like taking it all in. Yeah. Um oh, actually you're like, oh, wait, I just remembered something well, horrible. Well, it's not like a horror story, but – and I feel bad because I've told everyone in the office this like seven times. I'm really fixated on it. The weddings I have been to have mostly been summertime weddings that are not air-conditioned. <laughs> oh, my I, God. I can't and I won't, and I have asked every venue that I've gone to visit if you have air-conditioning, and people look at me like I have three heads, but, like, I need to ask now because I've now – suffered through weddings that are one was in a greenhouse oh my gosh in the summer I'm like sweating just thinking about this terrible this is like when you need the Mac Weldon it's a basic human right (laughs) (laughs) exactly um so I guess just just on air conditioned summer weddings in general I think those are all horrible and no one should do them imagine being the bride in like a silk gown and that kind of thing I've seen it happen it's terrible Uh, I don't know I don't know who made that decision I'm really obsessed with people who decided to have on-air-conditioned summer weddings. Yeah. <laughs> really but obsessed. I think it's, like, such a good point, because when you're looking at the venue, it's probably a completely different season, but even mm. maybe somebody is like, yeah, we have air-conditioning, if you even think to ask, but it's like, that doesn't mean it works. Right. That doesn't mean it works when you have 100 people in a room. Exactly. Like, oh my gosh, now I'm panicking thinking about this. Terrible. My um, wedding will be air-conditioned. Yeah. <laughs> the same goes for the flip side. Not yeah. to throw in another story, but um, one of my best friends got married. It was the bridesmaid in the wedding. And it was an early November wedding. And it was just a really, really beautiful um, – there were beautiful grounds where she had it. And she just really wanted to be outside. And it was kind of like one of those days where it's like, eh, is it fall? Is it winter? No one really knows. Right. And 
I mean, the bridesmaid dresses were like these naked dresses, um, like strapless <laughs> oh or whatever. God. And um, or they had the spaghetti straps, but it was pretty bare and it was pretty thin fabric and it was freezing. And I was like shivering through the ceremony. Oh. And I was like, I don't know if I'm getting all the feelings or just like fucking cold. <laughs> <laughs> I went to the same thing. I went to a November wedding where people were wearing their coats all night. Like, it was, like, no one was really dancing because it was so That's cold. That's so sad. Yeah. But, like, it's the same sort of thing. Like, basically, like, the venue had heaters and they just, like, weren't really working. It's like, well, what do you do? Cancel it? That's what booze is for. Right. Yeah, exactly. True. Kathleen, what about you, woman of 100 I have so weddings. many. And so I, many. I, there's so many I can't share. They're <laughs> so bad. Because you can't um, <laughs> But there was one that... It was like a 115 degree degree day in like August, and it was um, out of a botanical garden in Queens. It was like a very traditional Jewish wedding. Everyone was wearing black, and the oh, whole boy. family was standing at the front. Um, I guess they do that. I don't know. They do. It was the bride and the groom, and then both sets of parents. And it was so hot. Everyone had like umbrellas, and they were fanning themselves. And it was literally 115 degrees, and the mom during the ceremony passed out. <gasps> like, and they just Terrible. kept going. Oh, they kept going. <laughs> oh my god! One so down. She ended up being fine, but she, I mean, she just like passed out from the heat. It was really scary. Oh, That's terrifying. Oh and she, my god! So rude. That's like so, <laughs> so symbolic. Rude. It's like there's a new Mrs. Jones. Yeah. <laughs> You're out. <laughs> oh my god! It's so dark. <laughs> um, I'm actually telling a wedding story that I heard secondhand. It was a girl I know. About, like, write about this on her blog. <laughs> but um, shout out to Meredith. But um, <laughs> Meredith wrote um, basically about booking a wedding venue. Actually, I think this was somewhere in New Jersey that they basically, from the minute I explained this, you guys are going to know where this is going. They booked a wedding venue before it was finished because they got a discount rate. Was not finished in time. Oh, my God. Um, and essentially, the venue sort of kept saying, leading up to it, you know, six months before, like, yeah, everything's on schedule. Three months before, everything's on schedule. A month before, totally oh fine, gosh. totally fine. And then basically at the 11th hour, oh, like, never mind. Oh, you need man. to throw that name out right now. Shame them. Yes. <laughs> I, if I knew the venue, I would say I would say it. But, like, um, so she ended up, like you know at the last minute completely like rebooking to another venue and everything worked out fine but you know the advice that she was like writing in her blog post is basically just like don't take that kind of chance like it's not worth it to save the like you know whatever cost it is to book something that's sort of like that far in advance because it's like who wants that kind of stress you know yeah and I feel like that really stuck with me because like I feel like I'm the kind of like cheap person that would be like oh I'll get this like beautiful brand new venue (laughs) like half the cost and then it's just like not done then I have to get married like on the street in November and everyone will be cold that's rough but that's so stressful um (laughs) (laughs) exactly but I do want to say I love weddings I think they're so joyful um I feel like when I was younger of course like what I love about weddings was like the cake like duh <laughs> but now I feel something's like something's never changed something's <laughs> never changed but I feel like now my favorite part of weddings is always the toasts like I just love and you know the weddings I've been to like all amazing toasts like it's never that wedding crashers like embarrassing <laughs> thing I'm and like just sucker for a good toast same. it just really personalizes the whole thing it's exactly really yeah. exactly that's always my favorite part and I think just like so super special 
Oh, Kathleen, you've probably seen a thousand speeches. Like, oh I love them. They always make me cry. Like, as Aww. a wedding photographer, I cry behind my camera. I'm like, I hope <laughs> so no one's cute. looking at me. Also, I can't see anything I'm shooting. <laughs> but it always works out. <laughs> You're oh. shooting through the lens of emotion. It's so touching. <laughs> Do you cry at every wedding? Every wedding. Aww. Yeah. Weirdly, I, like I feel like I'm crying now. Just <laughs> it's just I'm like, you're like, obviously like zoomed in, not pun intended, but like you're like focusing on like the biggest moments. Like I'm looking at the parents and I'm looking at like the best friends and it's just like there's so much emotion. It's so special. So much emotion. Aww. I love it. My um, sister and I gave um, a toast together at my little sister's wedding and like just to totally pat myself on the back, it was so good. <laughs> <laughs> so good. But people, like the old people were coming up to us after and they were like, what do you do for a living? Like as if they thought we were like a traveling like vaudeville act. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, like it was like, and now the wedding toast show. But um, that will be my next podcast. <laughs> the wedding toast show. Um, but I think that's it. Do you guys have anything else about weddings you want to add? Yeah, Tess, you already gave everyone your wedding hashtag, so now we can all stalk you until yeah. 2017. <laughs> There's like two it. photos on there. <laughs> um, and on that note, we always end by saying, everyone, follow us on Twitter so you can tweet us our, your thoughts about weddings. You can tell me how evil I am for saying everyone should bring a plus one um, at Elisa Benson on Twitter. Do you guys want to go around and shout yours out? Oh, Kathleen has the best Twitter. <laughs> Mine is at Hey Guys Hey Photo. <laughs> Very appropriate. <laughs> I hate mine. <laughs> At Tessie underscore the <laughs> <laughs> underscore mess. It's so embarrassing. Tess the mess was taken. Yeah, it's it so was 2011 or something. Yeah, it's that underscore is dark. <laughs> Tells me. Mine is at EJ Well, Thank you guys all so much for tuning in, and we will see you next week. Bye. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.